Welcome to another episode of Thriving Through Menopause with me, Clarissa Christiansen. And as ever, I love talking about and inviting guests onto the show to talk about the holistic and integrative aspects of menopause. If you're one of my regular listeners, you'll kind of know that. But if you're new to the show, that's what we talk about. We don't talk so much about the medical side, sometimes we do, but really this whole person approach. And so I was delighted to make contact with today's guest. And she is Melissa as she is a menopause coach, homeopath, and theta healing practitioner. That's just wonderful. And we are going to have a really good deep dive into managing menopause naturally. So welcome to the show, Melissa. Thank you, Clarissa. It's really wonderful to be well, here. Well, it's wonderful to have you here on the show and to be having this conversation, which is really something that is only just beginning to come into maybe the wider debate around menopause, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. I think we really need to have um, more positive content out there about about menopause. Um, certainly here in the UK, the message in the mainstream is largely very negative. Um, and, you know, not every woman's experience of menopause is going to be a bad one. 20% of women sail through relatively symptom-free. Um, and I also believe, you know, the message is being put out that women's bodies are going wrong. You know, we're on the decline. <clears throat> we're becoming hormone deficient. And actually, this isn't the truth. This is an absolutely natural life change for every single woman on the planet who will go through it. It's as natural as puberty. Um, it's not the body going wrong. It's the body transitioning and changing. And actually, that can be managed in a natural way. Yeah, so I, mean, I totally agree with you because I think using words like deficiency and decline and that sets us up in our minds for something that isn't positive or uplifting. And, you know, being involved in the social media and having had other guests on the show as well, I think that there's a big groundswell of women who feel exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, mindset's so important, Clarissa, in menopause. Um I read a book years ago called The Biology of Belief by Dr. Bruce Lipton. He talks about epigenetics and really our mindset can become the medicine um, in any kind of dis-ease within the body or imbalance within the body and that includes hormonally. I, if you think about it, our cells don't interact directly with the outside world. They respond to our thoughts and perceptions. So a simple example of that will be when it starts to get dark the pineal gland starts to produce melatonin, which is the hormone needed for sleep. Or if we're in a stressful situation where we need to run for our lives, you know, the adrenals are stimulated to produce adrenaline in order, to, in order for us to be able to run away or, um, you know, we go into survival mode. So our thoughts have a huge impact on what's going on within our bodies. And we can actually change things going on with our bodies for the, for the positive, with, with positive um, thoughts. And this is why... The conversation around menopause, I think, is so important because if we're telling women that this is going to be an awful time, as we said, you're hormone deficient, you're on the decline, your body's going wrong, and it's going to lead to all sorts of, you know, osteoporosis, um, 
uh, possibly even Alzheimer's is some of the things that are being said, then, you know, that can actually create things. If a woman believes this is going to be an awful time, then that can actually be created in the body. That's the science of ep epigenetics. Our thoughts, our perceptions create our reality because it interfaces directly with our hormonal system. Our hormonal system is, system is like the messenger telling the body how to respond to what we're perceiving in the outside world. Yeah. <laughs> and that really is, that, that really is powerful. I mean, our thoughts are powerful things. I mean, you just really mm. reconfirm that, how strong they are and how much they are one of the major pillars for the experience we have, good or bad. So let me ask you, yes, Melissa, yeah. what is really going on in our bodies at menopause then? If we're not deficient. Yeah, great question. So as I, as I was talking about before, Clarissa, it's a completely natural stage in our lives as puberty is. Um, and our bodies are just changing. Um, but I, what I believe is really happening and what's happening sort of on a spiritual and energetic level, if you like, is we're becoming our wise woman selves. So we're going through to that grand mother, you know, the most powerful stage as women. And it's a transition. So it's, you know, there are going to be things going on in the body that are, are changing. I believe we're equipped from birth with enough hormones to sustain us through to old age. Um, you know, we're not born deficient in anything. Mother Nature doesn't get it wrong. We're born with everything we need, you know, to, to have a healthy life. And if we treat our bodies, um, we eat well, we sleep well, we exercise, we take good care of our bodies, we'll take care of us. So what I see happening at menopause, um, and I think the reason why women struggle is especially in the Western world, is if you think about it, when you get to your 40s and 50s, there's a great accumulation of things that the body then needs to shed when we come to menopause. So I, I believe sort of there are five key disruptors to hormonal health. So one of those is an overload of environmental toxins, which even if we take great care of ourselves, it does build up over the years. You know, well-known endocrine disruptors that are in pesticides, um, cosmetics, toiletries, um, EMFs we have now that women didn't have to deal with years ago. So that's electro electromagnetical frequencies, mobile phones, Wi-Fi devices, which interfere with our own electrical systems as well. Um, synthetic hormones, you know, even if you've never taken the pill or anything like that, it's in our water supply. It's given to livestock to fatten them up, to keep them producing milk or, um, you know, which we then ingest that affects our own hormones. Um, block detoxification pathways. I mean, the liver has a huge role in yeah. um, the production of certain hormones. It also helps to regulate our sleep-weight cycle. Um, if we consume a lot of alcohol, a lot of refined sugar. So just to come back to my point, by the time we've had 40 or 50 years of this, the body's going to kind of have a little revolt in a way and go, come on. It's, I, I love the bath analogy. You fill the bath up, you've got to pull the plug out and let the let the toxins out. Um, and, you know, I think that's what hot flushes are. I've got lots of theories and wonderful things I believe hot flushes actually are. But, you know, the body, raised temperature and sweating is a great way for the body yeah. to detox. I think this is, what this is what is happening as women. Our bodies aren't going wrong. Our bodies are working with us and for us. And they want us to go into this final chapter of life the healthiest we can be. I love that. And so much that 
description and of course so right i mean i um experienced you know so many of those toxic overloads so many women report i can't drink any more alcohol it's like my body's rejecting it almost and i feel really unwell and of course in in chinese medicine we know that the liver and the kidneys are the two key organs and the liver is doing a lot of really hard work at this time with managing these hormonal changes. So yes, our liver needs extra love and care <laughs> at this time. Yeah. But what yeah. you're right. And Anna, um, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, no, I say and our adrenals too. You know, what happens in menopause, again, you know, Mother Nature we're equipped, as I said, from birth to to cope with with all transitions and changes in life. So what actually happens at menopause is the Estrogen levels in our ovaries is naturally declining because we're no longer reproductive in terms of producing babies. We're going to create all sorts of other wonderful things, but we're not producing babies anymore. But the adrenals are designed to pick up the slack. Mm. So if we're extremely stressed, which a lot of us are in the West, you know, we've got this 24-7, 365 days a year kind of masculine model of doing things, the adrenals don't really stand much of a chance of picking up that estrogen slack. So again, as we talked about the liver, the whole endocrine system is involved in menopause, not just the reproductive hormones, the whole endocrine yeah. hormone system is involved. And it's about a balance and taking care of, of all of those um, glands. Indeed. And, and, and so that maybe leads me to my next question is, if we are looking for balance, how can all hormones be balanced at this time? Are there some key things we can be doing? Yes, so managing stress, as I've just talked a little bit about, um, respecting the body with what we're putting into it, um, plenty of water, um, keeping hydrated. I, I personally filter my tap water, which takes out some of the, if you met everybody else's medications are in tap water. So um, I, I use personally, I use homeopathic medicines and some herbal um remedies and supplements to manage my uh, perimenopause as well. There's lots of things that we can do naturally, but really it's a calling to come back to self and go within. Um, one other thing I, I found incredibly important to do in perimenopause was coming back to, you know, respecting and getting back in touch with our natural rhythms and hormonal cycle because that's another key disruptor i think to hormonal health for women when we hit perimenopause and menopause we've been so out of touch with our natural cycle um you know we're, we're in tune with the cosmos as women or you know if we have a regular cycle that follows the cycle of the moon so the waxing moon equates to the estrogen phase the waning moon to the progesterone so it's in our estrogen phase we are more energetic magnetic creative vibrant yep. but in the progesterone phase we need to slow down you know go back within explore our more mysterious side and i think when we don't do that when we're trying to keep the body in that same state the whole cycle that's when you get symptoms like pmt um fatigue mood swings all of these things because we're not respecting the body's natural rhythms and again a bit like with um toxins you know over the years, as um, we've been so disconnected from our cycle again, body at perimenopause and menopause is going to scream out, you know, come on, we need to get back to self. So that's one of the other things 
I really recommend as well is getting back in touch with your natural cycle. And if you're not having a cycle or your cycles are regular, you can follow the cycles of the moon. Uh, yes. And I mean, I think, you know, you're quite right there. I mean, an awful lot of women, for, for good reason, it's not a criticism, have been on the contraceptive pill, which essentially means we might have been on that for 20 or 25 years before we come to perimenopause. And that means we're not actually having a monthly cycle. You're having a monthly bleed when you come off the uh, the pill for those few days, but it's not the same as a natural cycle, is it, Melissa? No, I mean, it. yeah, it fools the body into thinking it's pregnant, doesn't it? Um, so, and, you know, it's interesting, even when you've stopped taking the pill, these things stay in our cells for um, for many years. Um, and with homeopathy, one thing we um, we can use sometimes with women, I use homeopathic detox therapy. So we can actually undo, um, you know, the pill in order to restore a natural cycle. We can kind of remove that toxicity homeopathically um, in order to get back to that, to that natural cycle and honor that. And yeah, I think the body being in balance with it, in tune with it, just makes such a difference as how we're going to go into menopause. Yes. And you talked about like these moon cycles. I mean, that feels intuitively right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And recognizing if you are feeling, you know, in your progesterone phase, like being alone a little bit more, not being in company, that perfectly normal. And symptoms like that are labelled as wrong or undesirable. Um, you know, we should be available. We should be nice and fluffy and bouncy and bubbly all the time. And actually, that's not the truth. We need to, you know, honour that and go within. And, you know, going back to um, talking about the pill and things like that, as you were saying, Clarissa, um, in a natural cycle, having a, a, a monthly bleed is a big release of emotions as well. We have that innate capacity as women. So our heart is our emotional center batch. As women are the pelvic bowl, the sacral chakra stores a lot of emotions as well. So every month we're given that ability to just release everything that's been built up over the month. So if we're not doing that, actually, you can see again how it's all just building up and up until the body's just going to say, going to rebel and say no yeah. more. And that's exactly what it does in menopause, isn't it? For so many of us, it rebels against all the things that we've been and I might use the word straight jetting in because of the way our world works we're as women we're in a man's world and we're trying to fit in and, and maybe it's the reason we're seeing so much more menopausal symptoms I'll put this to you is because this is the first few generations that have really gone out into the business world, out into a man's world and had to fight for our space as an equal. Yeah, yeah, that's a really great point. Because studies have been done in um, other cultures as well where menopause isn't considered a problem and it's celebrated and embraced. Um, and, you know, I know there's a study been done with traditional Navajo women where they don't have any of the symptoms we seem to suffer with because there's so much more um, grounded in touch with nature, in touch with the natural cycle. 
And as women, we can do both of those things. We can have businesses and, you know, like you say, survive in the masculine world. But there's also, you know, there's a feminine side to to work, isn't there as well? There's the receiving, the flow and stepping back, which, you know, certainly what's interesting when we talk about beliefs and thoughts is um, we're creating our reality all the time with our thoughts. And it's 80% mindset, 20% action. So sometimes just working on that mindset can produce wonderful things in our lives where we don't have to be taking that action all the time. Indeed. Uh, Just thinking, you know, how much that applies to everything in our life. But it's good that we're starting to think this way around menopause too. So how would you beyond a wiser woman describe the true meaning of menopause american giant makes the durable comfortable spring closet staples you need for work the gym and even happy hour made in america designed to last a lifetime get 20 percent off your first order at american-giant.com with code staple 20 as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster and indeed doesn't just help you hire faster 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast that's indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, so I think, I believe we have three phases as women. We have the virgin, we have the mother, and then we have our wise woman phase, or the crone, or the grandmother, if you separate the words grandmother out into two, it's the grandmother. So what I see happening, and what has happened with myself and women I've worked with, is anything that's not been dealt with from the first two chapters that's been swept under the rug. It's again, a little bit like with the physical, it's a detox. There's a big emotional detox wants to happen at perimenopause and menopause as well. When we're in our wise woman phase, we're actually our most powerful as women. Um, There's a lovely story I learned a few weeks ago, I don't know if you know this, that the only other mammal to go through menopause is the orca killer whale. And the reason they do that is because they then become the leaders of the pod. They're like the matriarch and they can live for many, many years, um, orca whales. They're like human, human women, you know. So we've been gifted this experience, if you like, in order to go through to this empowered phase. And I think, I think that's what the world needs more of now with this patriarchal system of, you know, 
365 days a year, full on doing. We need to be more in that being. And I think when women are in that power, that's, that's what we need more of in the world now is women in their power. Exactly. And actually, you said orca whales, and we know that one, but I understand now that giraffes and possibly even dogs can go through menopause. Yeah. Yes. Well, so maybe it's something that um, is much more prevalent in the natural world uh, that's just becoming, you know, we're becoming aware of it. I certainly know giraffes can. That was the research. Uh, and a vet in UK yeah. did say dogs can. Yeah, yeah. And in our wise women phase, you know, we're not creating new life anymore, but it's a chance to create other things in our lives. So many women go on to create new businesses. Um, You can become more creative. Uh, You're more free. Most of us, you know, our children are, I believe, in home or about to. And it's it's that real coming back to self. Um, that, That can happen at menopause. It's extremely empowering. It's coming into sort of full sovereignty and having to, the time to do that and rather looking outside of us for the answers going back to that innate wisdom we have within um yet we as i said earlier we have everything we need within to heal um in homeopathy one of the fundamental principles is that symptoms are the body's way of healing itself yes so any kind of discharge is a clear out um you know a fever raising the body temperature is burning off body is burning off virus bacteria so you know, really honouring what's happening in the body and, and knowing that this is happening for you. Um, no no transition comes without, you know, a, a few bumps in the road. Uh, so it really is, you know, as I say, our children are moving on, we're coming back to self. It's a real time to explore, you know, what do I want for this last chapter of my life? Because change is the only constant. And by wanting things to be constantly the same, that's going really against evolution. I mean, our bodies are hormonally changing for a reason and to sort of go against that, I, it doesn't feel, doesn't feel right. Um, no. And, and what do you think specifically homeopathy can bring to support women in perimenopause and menopause? So the lovely thing about homeopathy is it works with the body's innate healing capacity. So a homeopathic remedy stimulates the body's own healing system. So it doesn't work in the same sense as conventional medicine. Um, a lot of conventional medicine is about suppression of symptoms. So in what, in the other lovely thing about homeopathy is it isn't one size fits all medicine. In a consultation, we look at absolutely every aspect of a woman's health and it's highly individualized, the prescription. So remedies are given in order to match a woman mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, energetically, to stimulate her body's own healing system. So it's very much working with the body to bring it back into balance. So if there are a lot lot of hot flashes, for example, it might be that the liver actually needs some more support or the adrenals need some more support. Um, If there's heavy bleeding, I would certainly look around emotional support because if they're, as we talked about earlier with with a period, a period, you know, it's viewed as a curse, isn't it? Sadly, it was known as the curse. It's a monthly release, not just of blood, of emotions as well. So to me, that flooding that can happen in perimenopause and menopause is about the big emotional release that perhaps hasn't been able to happen. So what homeopathy does, it supports the body 
in that. So therefore, we can get a reduction in symptoms, but it's not suppressing them. It's working with the body to resolve them faster. Mm-hmm. Which is very similar to what we see in a lot of other uh, holistic therapies. I think it's this working with rather than against, or you're trying to find a way to balance the body, but not suppress it. Yeah. Not suppress it. Yeah. yeah. I was talking yeah. about this with my teacher yeah. today about, you know, in Chinese medicine, it's the yin energy that's low. And in the Western approaches to then do something about the yang energy because it's too hot, we go, no, we want to boost the yin, not suppress the yang, which is the Western, yeah. the Western yeah. approach then to suppress the thing that looks as is it causing the issue rather than going to more of a root cause, which is obviously what homeopathy does. It goes to the root cause as well yeah. to yeah. support yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lovely analogy with the yin and the yang. I love that. I mean, my what I see happening when I work with, with people is if a symptom has been suppressed for long enough, the body is going to, you know, nothing is stronger than nature. Nothing is stronger than that innate natural wisdom and healing. So if we continually suppress something, the body's going to go, okay, so I'm not allowed to express this through this symptom. I have to go to another symptom. It's like, for example, um, using um, analgesics to suppress a fever. So I've seen this with my own children. You know, if you're going to give Calpol and things like that, well, the body's going to go, okay, so I can't burn off this virus and bacteria. So I'm going to have to go to a secondary symptom now, which often is then worse. You know, a runny nose, a cough, an ear infection yeah. with discharge. Yes. You know, it's got to look for a, it's got to look for another outlet. We can't work against the body. Eventually, the body's going to find another way. Yeah, to to resolve and balance because that that that's the way it works. And and working against our body, I think, is 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 actually quite dangerous. Yeah, I see. I remember that takes me way back to. Uh, a friend I had many years ago when you said that, and she um, used to do traditional remedies for colds. She was an old lady. She would have been 90, so she's obviously not with us. And she used to make herself really, really hot and raise her body temperature up when she had a cold and breathe in lots of, you know, uh, steam. And, and listeners, this is while she used to drink. Um, like crushed onions and garlic straight down the juice. Well, and you know what? Within a day, she could eliminate the cold. And she felt right as rain. And there she was at 90. She was pretty sprightly. She always, you know, innately worked with her body. It was really, really interesting. It made me think of Jessie then when you were talking about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she sounds like she was a wise woman. Um. <laughs> And, you know, nature, nature has everything. We're, you know, we're put on this earth with everything we need to survive and nature has all of there as well as, you know, as well as within. I think nature's got everything to help us um, to rebalance. Yeah. And, and maybe, you know, we've talked about being coming a wise woman. Um, is there from your particular work as a theta healing practitioner, do you think there's also a deeper spiritual meaning to menopause beyond just the wise woman? I do because something I found in perimenopause is psychic and intuitive abilities really open up. Um, it, it's been quite amazing how that happens. And I think, you know, 
years ago when we lived in tribal communities, older women were greatly respected for their wisdom and they were sought. And in some traditional cultures still are, they were sought for their wisdom and their ability to tune in to universal consciousness, to the earth, to what is going on in order to be able to guide those coming, you know, behind us. Um, so I, you know, it's a really exciting time as well, because I think, you know, it can be very empowering to, um, realize that we have that innate ability, um, and, and theta healing, um, for perhaps your listeners are not too familiar with it, theta healing, theta is just a brainwave that we go into when we're in a deep state of relaxation, um, or meditation. We sometimes go into theta brainwave in sleep as well. And it's in that. What we do is we consciously connect to that in theta. And that energy, it's, it's going back to source, to source energy, which is ultimately what we all are. We're all a divine spark of creation. And it's in that energy that we can just change things instantly. So some of the work I do with women is looking at, you know, subconscious beliefs that aren't serving them. That's the idea of theta. So sort of a, a very simple example would be if someone believed that they would always be ill or um, they're going to inherit the um, illnesses that were suffered by their parents or their mother, father, that's then what is what goes on to be created. Our subconscious is that powerful. So theta is about going in and changing that, getting the learnings because every subconscious belief is serving us in some way. Um, you know, I, I've worked with... Um, women who believe that you know they have to be able to get love and attention so we would then bring in the learnings that you can have love and attention without having to go to your sick bed um and we we then we download new feelings new beliefs and it, it, it's instant theater it's really wonderful it changes things very quickly and it's just in in menopause that's i'm able to work on myself using theta healing um you know, working on that mindset, removing the societal negative beliefs around menopause, understanding that this is a natural process and reprogramming in that this is an exciting, empowering time in our lives. It's just so powerful and makes such a difference. Um, then, in, you know, in the physical, it's st everything starts in the energetic, yeah. you know, everything, every thought, everything was a thought that's ever been created in yeah. form. Uh, so then it comes through the physical, which makes that, that, that transition and that much smoother. That's beautiful. I mean, yes, everything is energy. We're just energy. And, and you're right, this psychic ability is the sense of being connected in a different way. You know, that sort of thing you think, well, I just thought about that person. And then that person rings you and that sort of, well, yeah. or just tuning into people or maybe we talk a lot about gut instinct. Well, that's this kind of psychic energy that we often override with our conscious mind don't we yes yeah and something that's lovely to do with symptoms is you know we can tune in with theta we can ask the body you know there's an argument that everything starts in the emotional as well it's like well what is what's caused this symptom then you know you're probably aware of the work of louise oh, hey yes. but you know <laughs> In menopause, one thing I struggled with in perimenopause was bladder irritability. And really, it's like, who's pissed you off? <laughs> you know, the, the liver's a great container of mm. anger. The mm. bladder is a great container of um, old resentment. Yeah. So it's really a time to go within. In, in theta, we have something we call the three R's, 
resentment, rejection, and regret. And just looking at those three things and going in and honoring, addressing, accepting. Doesn't always have to be that quick healing process, but accepting and sitting with things, working through them. The body's then not having to give us the the messages. And and you know, it's interesting where a symptom occurs in the body is is so fascinating as well. You know, the left side of the body is about the future. The right side of the body is about the past. Um, anything within the legs is to do with, you know, moving forwards in life. Anything in the reproductive system going wrong is often um, related to relationships in women, but also to unsuppressed um, creativity as well. Fibroids, um, there's a fascinating um, study done about fibroids that that is about, you know, suppressed creativity. Um, our wounds are our creative centers as women. So it's so fascinating how, you know, any symptom you can kind of tune into and go, okay, well, what message is, uh, is this giving me? I love that because that is actually... I think taking it out of the realm of the purely physiological, which has long been my answer that this is a mental, emotional, spiritual journey, and the body is more the response to the emotion and to the the spiritual side of ourselves starting to surface more or requiring to be released. Hmm. And understanding sort of that things aren't happening to yeah. me, they're happening for me. How oh, that real blaming the body, um, you know, and the sort of conventional thing, it's like, you know, we go to war on the body. It's really, yeah. we go to war on yeah. ourselves. And yeah, I, I mean, something I had happened to me a couple of weeks ago is I, I do yoga. I've done yoga for years. I love yoga. Um, huge part of my life. And we, you know, as you know, in yoga, you're in a lot of positions where you're using your wrists. And I couldn't put weight on my right wrist. And I'm going on. I haven't had an injury. I obviously took some homeopathic remedies to help address it. But when I tuned in, what was really interesting was the belief came up that I have to do things single-handedly. So I am a single mom. And my ex-husband, bless him at this time, is not able to find work. So I'm doing everything as a mom. And as soon as I cleared that, that having to do things single-handedly and brought in, you know, actually I'm always supported and there's always support available and, um, you know, and I'm strong and I can, I can do this. A couple of days, the wrist was better. And then my ex-husband went and got a job. So it's so fascinating. <laughs> it's, you know, we can just impact things energetically and, and that listening to the body and rather than being, oh, this is going wrong and cross about this and oh, I've got to change this and I've got to make this better is go, okay, so what's this trying to show me? Because ultimately it's everything's for our growth. Yeah. Oh, whether negative, positive, um, everything's just experience. That is such a beautiful, positive message for, for menopause. Melissa, how can my listeners uh, find out more about the work that you do? And connect with you. Yes, so um, I have a free um, meditation that takes you up into the theta brainwave, and I start to um, can start to clear some of the societal and more negative beliefs around menopause and instill some positive ones. So you can find that on my website, which is melissajs.com, um, and you can also find that I'm on Instagram and Facebook as well, where I share lots of um, 
tips and wisdom around managing menopause naturally. So that's a lovely way to start. Um, to, you know, if you're if you're new to theta and you're new to energetic work and changing mindset and mindset medicine, then that's a lovely place to start. And I I'm currently fostering and creating a, a masterclass managing menopause naturally, a free masterclass which is going to be coming out soon as well. But yeah, it, and I'd say download my meditation and uh, have a, have a taste of what theta healing is like. Um, and, you know, if you're following the things I put on social media, really understanding that there is a natural way to manage menopause. We can do this. We've, we have the innate abilities and wisdom and nature has all of the things that can help us and support us through this naturally and gently without side effects. That is absolutely beautiful. Melissa, thank you for coming on Thriving Through Menopause and sharing a snapshot of the work that you do and are going to be bringing even more to the world. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Clarissa. And thank you for the positive message that you're sharing too, because I think it's, I think this voice is much needed in the world right now. So thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. It's been wonderful. It's been my pleasure. Thank you.